Well. 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 All together now. Well. Then do you want to do the starty bit, or shall I do the starty bit? We could both do the starty bit. Stick the crankshaft in, turn it up to 11. <coughs> oh, we're doing well. <coughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. That was that was a Frithcast starting up. It was a Frithcast starting up, apparently, yes. <gasps> Welcome, lovely listeners. Welcome. To Frithcast number 27. 27. 27. The 27th. That's actually... 20 below the magic number that always appears in Alias and Star Trek. Right. I was just looking for number significance, that's all. Okay. I'm not a scientist, I couldn't give you proper number significance. I couldn't, you know, is it a tangential, irrelevant number or whatever? Imaginary, um, salient, prime, what's it? I don't know these things. I think most numbers are irrelevant to me. I didn't do so well at maths, to be fair. <laughs> oh dear. Welcome to episode 27. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Kate. And I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting used to announcing myself as a druid who happens to live here. Yes, druidy thing. A sort of a druidy thing. Coffee-powered druid. Coffee-powered druid. Got me coffee. I'm Quick happy. Coffee. Okay, so the last episode, we had a chat about tricksters we talked tricksters for about half an hour i remember it well we did so this episode being that it's episode 27 which is a multiple of nine see i can do this maths you can do maths you see you sell yourself short well let's just say that this episode is story time yay so settle in pull up a log get your knees nice and warm grab a bun grab a drink you know do your thing, settle back, because this episode is story time. We talked tricksters the last episode, so we thought we'd follow it with this episode with a bit of a reimagining of Loki's flighting. Okay. <laughs> that sounds, like, interesting. Uh, yes. And slightly scary. Possibly that too. <laughs> <laughs> so... For those of you who aren't familiar with the flighting, of which there may be a few around the campfire, there may indeed. This is a, uh, a story in the myth cycle in which there's a party at Aegis' house and all the gods are there and Loki comes in and basically insults the heck out of everybody. He is feeling tetchy, I think. Very, very tetchy. It's fair to say at this point he is he is at a, a tetchy point in the... Uh, yeah, this, the sequence. Is, this is quite late on in the myth cycle, so this is after the death of Baldur, which Loki has been fairly responsible for <laughs> in a big way. So, now in the flighting 
in the original, it's pairs of lines, with Loki getting an insult in, in a pair of lines, and then the respondent getting to have an answer, and then Loki moving on to the next. Couplets. Couplets, yes. So we've kind of taken that structure a little bit and not in how we do this. Well, we're, we're going to do this in the, in the fly thing. Just going to tell you the story. We're just going to tell you the story. Now, this story is quite strange in the fact that it references some very, very well-known events, some events that we know very well from the Mist Cycle, mm-hmm. but it references some events that we don't know and we have no other record of. It's a bit of a funny one like this. Yeah, a little bit strange. So there's been a wee bit of discussion on why this may be so. Hmm. Why, you know, things like Njord being exchanged as a hostage, we know that one. That happens right at the beginning, in uh, just after the Aesir Vanir war. So he's... Slight scuffle. Am I right? He's Vanir, who is sent to live in Asgard. Yes. With the Aesir. That's right. In order to help keep peace. Yes. A little bit like... Uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, maybe not ending quite that way, but yes, he's well. He's not. Um, but the principle. The principle is essentially that you swap valuable hostages. Mm. The Vanir get a bit of a raw deal in there, in there, in the ones that they get given, and it doesn't. Yeah, it's, there's an accidental decapitation. But now moving on. Um, hang on, hang on. No, hang no, no, on, no, hang no, on. no. Moving on, please. No. It, it's Norse myth. They don't decapitate accidentally. They do it enthusiastically. You're all right. There's an enthusiastic accidental decapitation. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> okay. So there are some stories in the flighting, like Njord being exchanged as a hostage from the Vanir to go and live in Asgard, with yep. the Aesir, to keep <clears throat> the peace after the war. Oh. But there are some stories that get referenced in this sort of battle of insults. It's a fairly one-sided battle of insults because Loki gets all the good lines. Mm. There are some stories that get referenced that we don't know. And we don't have any other record of aside from what's in the flighting. Do you want to give examples now or shall we talk about the examples afterwards? Well, there's one example where Loki decides it's a good idea to insult the old father. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have been top on my best moves for the day. No. But he does. On the other hand, you're not a god. No, I'm so not, which is the other reason I probably wouldn't march up to the high seat and tell the old father he had a pimple right where he didn't want one. It's yeah. never no. going to be a no. you know, short life expectancy no. after that. But Odin tells Loki, well, at least I didn't spend eight months as a milkmaid and raise a family. Yes. And that instance, that story, is something we know nothing about apart from that little fleeting mention in the flighting. Now there are two sort of explanations for this phenomenon. Na, 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 na. Phenomenon. Got distracted. Must not get distracted. I was going to say, are we stopping now? But it doesn't have a stop. No, it does not have a stop. <laughs> Just kind of carries on. It's like the doom song. Doesn't stop. I'm gonna sing the doom song now. was it like like six months later? Six months later. It's like Ooh, what's that? please stop singing So there are two I miss my cupcake. 
make it out, make room for the tuna. <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. It derailed at <laughs> <And> speed. <laughs> ah. The train of thought now arriving at platform three is <laughs> <It's> delayed. <laughs> general understandings as to why we've got some myths we know and some myths we don't know Mm -hmm. both referred to in the flighting there is either the understanding that at one point all of these things were were in the canon we're in the myth cycle and we've just lost parts of it Mm. and we don't have those pieces anymore they're missing which is not unimaginable really not unimaginable for you know documents that are 10th 11th century 13th century there's going to be occasional bits missing Mm. So one school of thought, one scholarly school of thought, is that we've got bits missing. Okay. And that one time all of these tales would have been known from a single line. Yeah. You would say, well, you know, at least I wasn't exchanged as a hostage in your order, at which point your brain would say, oh yes, I remember that whole tale of where that's come from, but it's only in that one little sentence. Yeah. So we've got the sentence, we just don't have the tale behind it. The other scholarly school of thought is that Loki is creating insults on the spot to throw at the gods and goddesses and everybody else pretty much in the hall to suit his purpose. But. But, you see, that's, yeah. There is a bit of a but because... Yes, I could understand that that might be very well much within his character. Because mm. that's going to keep, it, keep, <clears throat> keep people off guard, isn't it? If he, if he comes at it with, a, with enough gusto, mm. he comes at it with enough confidence and says, well, that time you did such a thing, it, it, it is going to throw mm. you off balance just for a yeah, second or two while bit. you go, hang on, that never happened. What? And even if you're going, hang on a minute, that never happened, everybody around you is going, you didn't do that, did you? Yeah. And it puts that seed of doubt. So I could understand very much his motivation at this point in the myth cycle is to sow distrust. Yeah, he's trying to... He's, he's trying to, to split the gods. He's trying to fragment that fellowship that they have firm between them. Create disorder. So I can very much understand that that would suit his purpose. Mm. But he's not the only one who references stories that we don't have. Yeah. In that example of... The milkmaid story, where Loki spends eight months as a milkmaid and raises a family and does all the servantile tasks, mm. it's the old father who says to him, at least I didn't spend eight months as a milkmaid. Yeah. And yes, the old father plays the long game, but there's not a stronger motivation for him to reference something which is not accurate. He doesn't have quite the same <clears throat> motivations that Loki has in terms of, yeah, you know, at, th- at this point... He's he's not going to gain a great deal from trying to throw Loki off off balance just for a moment or two. No. As much as, as you say, the advantage that Loki has is that other people are listening. Yes. So, 
yeah, I'm still thinking about this one mm. and still trying to work it out for myself. And it's okay not to know the answers and it's okay to sit and ponder it and turn it over and think, well, you know, I've got to factor in these things, so how do I understand the relationships between these gods and goddesses better? Yeah. Can I understand it better from the information that's in the flighting? Mm. So... Tell you the story, aren't We're going to tell you a story which is Locus flighting. Indeed. As always, we'll put some links into the description so you can go and have a zoom about for yourselves. Read up on some of the uh, fabulous the insults. The events. We might have reimagined some of these insults for the modern age. Yeah, I mean, I, I for one, being such a kindly and, <coughs> and, and uh, considerate gentle person. Gentle soul. Gentle soul. I'm, I'm not very good at making up insults. No, we've even, had a go. Even given time, so I'm afraid we've nicked quite a lot of them. Nicked all of them. <laughs> all right, all right. We've borrowed them under fair use. We may have referenced some beautifully classic queens of shade. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So, lovely listeners, settle in. Warm your knees. Grab your beer or your coffee. Whatever's good. And let us tell you Locust Flighting. This tale begins in Aegir's Halls where the gods had gathered for a feast. They aimed for fair conversation and frith at the tables, and so had not invited Loki to join them. The Lord of Satire was incensed when he discovered that they had gathered without him, and so resolved to join them anyway and give each one a gift of a mirror of words, so all could see the true character of those around them. As he entered the hall, the Lord of Misrule vowed to pay them back for the insult they had inflicted. I don't mean to miss this feast. I'll fill their hearts with hatred and grief, mix venom with their mead, until they find they have no stomach for the truth. Great friends, high ones all, I see you've all gathered here. My invite must have been mislaid. I'll join you all in a drink at the benches. And he squeezed onto the end of a bench and looked around. I'm mighty parched. Fine mead for me. Who's to have the honour of pouring mine? The gods as one answered through the silence. We refuse. You are not welcome here. Take your thin smiles and go. Loki turned to face Odin. All father, I remember your oath even if you don't. You swore then that you would only drink if a drink were brought to us both. Odin turned to the servers. A drink for my sworn brother. I'm glad that's sorted out. I shall sit here then. Greetings all, Odin Allfather, Frigga Queen, Freya, Tyr. I greet all in friendship, save for Bragi, wherever he is. Peace, Loki, said Bragi. I can offer you fine things if you would but keep it. An armoring, a fine horse, they are but yours. Is that you? Bragi, the bench ornament. I can hardly see you peeking out from under the table at the first loud noise. Still, you must be used to being under there by now. You maggot-breath louse! I'll kick you all the way to Midgard. And yet, heroes, don't waste words. You're whining like a kicked cow. Look, your wife stands to defend you. How sweet. Listen to him not, my love, said Eden. Let it go. It's just words. That's right, Bragi dear. Chin up. 
Be sure to get both of them, Bragi. And you, Edun, you're no better. You could have picked a better husband than this coward. Still, I suppose I should accept anything from someone who slept with the murderer of her brother. Ah, good Gefion. Come to fill my cup, have you? Gefion addressed the hall. All listen. We know that Loki revels in foul mockery. Let him be and we can carry on. Just as you carried on with the first youth to cross your path, Gefion, a low gift was all it took for you to roll in the hay. Oh, father, you must be here to give me more mead. All this talking is thirsty work. Only to say that you must be mad to insult Gefion, said Odin. She sees the long game as well as I. Oh, speaking of which... I've known times that you've let the weaker man win in battle. Such a shame that the Einherjar won't be as strong as they could have been, but for your judgment. That is true. But it's no worse than you spending eight months as a Midgard milkmaid. Which, please? In those shoes? Who dressed you, the five sixties? Frigg, Queen of Asgard, something to say? I ask, said Frigg, that you all keep to peace in this hall. You see, we are all kin. We have no quarrels that cannot be talked through. I think that you don't see clear enough. You can't see the difference between your vowed husband and his two brothers in the bedroom. Maybe you need glasses. It's not unheard of at your age. If my son Baldur were here, you would not be trading insults long. Well, he's not. He's with my daughter, Hel, keeping her company. Isn't it a father's duty to help introduce good men to his daughter? Shame I had to encompass his end into the bargain. Foolish one! I, Freya, name you ill news. Think you not that Frigg already knows this? Oh, Freya, I don't like to tell you, dear, but you've got wrinkles in your dress. Or is that your skin? How dare you, trickster! My body is a temple! Oh, you're right, Freya. It's glittering. It's awe-inspiring, and it's open to everyone, day or night. Loki, your mouth is full of lies. Well, Freya, nobody ever believes me when I'm telling the truth. It's the curse of every devastatingly beautiful person. But you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? You're so close to your brother. Tell me, does he know that you fart in bed? Oh, my mistake, of course he does. Njord stood. I speak as the father of Freya. It matters not whom a woman shares her bed with. It is her choice alone. You, Njord, you are bartered away like a cold fish at a marketer's hostage. What could be more undignified? Oh, wait. Wasn't there something about Hymir's daughters and a golden shower? It was an honour to be exchanged to keep Frith in these halls. Here I have fathered a fine son. Shame that the woman closest to you is the woman closest to you. Something to add, Tyr? I speak of Frey now, said Tyr, and I tell you that he is the noblest amongst us. He does not deserve your scorn. None of us do. Tyr, you can't solve problems one-handed, or do other things for that matter. Pity that you willingly lost the only girlfriend you'll ever have. I lost a hand for the good of all, and knew what it would cost. You lost your wolf son in the same deal. Oh, Tyr, did you know that your wife had my son? And yet I paid you no recompense nor moment's thought. Disaster, darling. We gods will bind you, Loki. 
I, Frey, son of Njord, swear it. You swear it? You swear it? From you an oath means nothing. You traded your rune sword for mooncalf love, a noble thing indeed. Pity that when the war comes you'll face Muspelheim's sons empty-handed. Your servant Barley stands now to speak for you. Impotent indeed. I, Barley, wish I were noble-born. I would beat you where you stand for your comments. Oh, barely Barley, so sad that you will forever as servant remain. Sachet away. Yes, Heimdall, something you want to say? Go home, Loki. You're drunk. No one in his cups cares about curbing his tongue. Heimdall, the great watcher. Tell me, is it really that interesting watching everyone else getting it when you don't get to have any? Your balls must be bluer than a frozen lump of whale meat. Mountain goddess Scarvy, why so growlery? Your looks will set like that. Oh, too late. Scarvy scowled. The gods will bind you down, son of Laufey. I warn you again. Did you know that they're mounting an expedition in Midgard to climb your north face. The worlds were rid of your father Tharzi at my doing. If that is true, my hall and my temples will always echo with curses on your name. Such frosty manners in one so young. You were warmer spoken when you invited me to share your bed. Sif, wife of Thor, why do you stand? Why don't you sit and have a drink, Loki? Talk with your friends. Surely you can't find fault with me. Oh, honey, I can read you like a runestone. Does everyone here know that even you weren't immune to my bedroom charms? They don't call me silver-tongued for nothing. Tell me, did you eventually find your underwear again? Oh, Baylor, step away from the doors, dear. People will think you're touting for business. Baylor, the loyal servant of Frey, spoke to him. Loki, you're in trouble now. I see Thor coming, everyone. He'll help us sort this out. You... Think I can't handle him? Bring the shade. Jealousy is a terrible thing, Baylor, and so are you in anything backless. Greetings, Thor, you hunk. Time to leave, Loki. Mjolnir will play hard on your bones if you don't leave us all alone. Well, aren't you just a brute, bullistering bully, Thor? It's sweet that your hammer speaks for you. Such a shame that you can't use words at your age. Loki, I warn you a second time I can smash your skull like an egg. An egg? You'd be afraid of what came out of a chicken's backside just the same. Silver-tongued scoundrel, leave this gathering and head home in shame. Your strength is so legendary. You couldn't even undo a simple knot on a bag of food and you had to go hungry. Wildfire, I jest no more. I will send you right down to the doors of the dead. Leave, Loki. Oh, Thor, Odin, Tyr, Freya, Frigga. Well, girlfriends, it's been fun. So glad we could have this little chat. I've shown you all the sharp edges of my thoughts, but only because of Thor am I leaving. Bye, sweeties. Stay fabulous. The sharp one turned and was gone, his words echoing. In silence, the gods sat, and in silence, they stood and left the hall. So thank you for listening with us, lovely listeners. We hope you've enjoyed our retelling of Loki's flighting. And that at least some of our jokes were on point. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know about. No, I don't know about either. I'm really hoping they're okay now. Well. So I've been 
Suzanne. You can find me on Facebook as Suzanne Martin. And uh, I'm still Kate. And if you want to contact me, um, you can visit my sorry excuse for a website at glassrain.net. Uh, leave me a comment if you like. So any comments, questions, queries about Frithcast, you're welcome to send them our way. Send us a friend request. Say hi. It's all good. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.